All right, guys, let's get into it. So the first episode is going to be about day hikes. You know, go over the differences in day hikes versus overnighters. Uh, things you might need on it, safety that's included with it. First off, let's talk about safety. I do advise everybody, you know, take a basic first aid course. Learn something, get you a basic first aid kit, and when you're out and about, keep your head on a swivel and look for potential hazards. You never know. There might be, like, loose rocks up ahead. Might be animals you need to watch out for. Here where I live, we do have snakes, and apparently we have bears now. So that's something you need to keep your eye out for. When you first get out, get going, stuff like that, it's very important to start stretching. The reason for stretching is to keep you from potentially being injured. You know, stretch your legs, stretch your back, ankles, hip, stuff like that. If you don't stretch, you could end up injuring yourself. You could pull a muscle, you could trip yourself because your feet get a little out of whack. It's always a good thing just to have stretch before you get going. Another thing is make sure that you start becoming more hydrated. Good hydration means that you body can get the bad waste out, you can be healthier, you feel better. Alright, so let's go over the difference between a day hike versus an overnighter. It's pretty much what it sounds like. A day hike, you can get done with in a day. You get in your car, you go to where you want to go, you hike around for a little bit, and you look at the sights, you do this, you do that, and you come back. On an overnight hike, you got a lot more equipment that you're going to need. Because you're going to be out in the woods, hopefully with other people. Going by yourself is not necessarily always the smartest idea. All right, so when we get ready to go, one thing that you're really going to want to have is proper footwear. Make sure that you have the right size. Don't get a giant oversized boot. Don't. It doesn't even necessarily have to be a boot. It could just be a sneaker. But don't get oversized shoes. It will cause blisters, problems like that. Do make sure that you break them in properly. If you have boots, you know, there's multiple ways you can look online to find to break them in. Me, I'll wear mine in the shower, take a shower with them. Get all nice, soapy. Go ahead, take them off, let them dry back out. In about two days, they're broke in. The other way is you just wear them for about two weeks before you go on a good hike. You might end up making a blister or two, but good broke-in boots will allow you to have a much better time. Also, have some proper socks. We don't want to go with these thin little socks and stuff like that. Socks are a barrier to keep your foot from being blistered. The friction inside your boot or your shoe can cause you to start having blisters. If you get off into the middle of a you know, three, four mile hike, two miles into it, you end up with a blister on your foot, you're not going to be very happy. It's going to hurt. You're not going to be able to get around very well. Stuff like that. Next thing we want to get into is planning. You need to plan your hike out ahead of time. Some of the good things that are included when you go into planning, you're going to want to find a good location. Around here, I have plenty of outdoors and, you know, state parks, national parks, stuff like that. You may just be in a city. You may have a local park. Go walk around, look at your local park, stuff like that. Plan to make a hike that is going to be of a good length for yourself. Don't overdo it. If you haven't done this before, don't go out there thinking you're going to hike the Appalachian Trail. It's not going to happen. Start small. Go out, walk around your neighborhood. 
pick a proper length. You know, know where you're going. You know, if you can look online a lot of times. You can find a place, a state park. You might map out a route you want to take through a town. The more important thing is to get out and start doing it, not just sit around and be lazy all day. Also, estimate about how much time it's going to need to be completed. If you're planning for a hike that's going to take you four hours, expect it to take six. You now know what you're going to run into. If it takes four hours, you might have to stop, take a break, look around, plan a little bit of extra time so that way you just don't end up not enjoying what you're wanting to do. You need to see sights. You need to experience stuff. It just it helps you become happier. All right, let's look into the difficulty problems that you'll run into with hiking. Two of the main things are going to be terrain and the seasonal changes. Dealing with terrain will include like elevation changes. You know, there may be creeks. You may have a loose footpath. It may be just walking down a sidewalk through the middle of a town. There are multiple things, you know, to check out with the terrain. A lot of times if you're going on a you know, a planned hike, whether it's a hike through a state park or something like that. In that case, you may be able to find pre-routed hikes, trails that you can follow. Those typically come with difficulty ratings. But check them out. Don't go too extravagant too soon. If you try to go on the big hike of your life without knowing what you're doing, you may end up getting hurt. All right, now when it comes into seasonal differences, um, if you go hiking in the winter, you're going to need better clothes. You're going to get cold. You can get fatigued when you get cold. People don't think of things like that. It does help with, you know, overheating and stuff like that. A lot of times you can hike further. Spring and fall both have about the same temperatures. Um, you know, it's cool in the morning, warmer in the afternoon, stuff like that. Most people understand that. When it comes to a hike... That means you don't really want to do it late of the day. You want to get started a little bit earlier, go up to lunch, or maybe a little bit past. It, it helps with temperature regulation and stuff of that sort. Now, when we get to summer, we're talking about high temperatures, sometimes high humidity. Those things will cause you to dehydrate more rapidly. So in that essence, you do need to carry a little bit more water, but make sure you're not wearing like big, heavy, bulky clothes, stuff like that. Don't overheat yourself. Overheating is just about as bad as underheating. When it comes to weather, we want to check and plan ahead of time. You don't want to go out and get stuck on the backside of a six-mile hike and a thunderstorm comes up. It's not fun. Been there, done that, would not do it again. So check your weather. Know what the temperature is going to be. Know if there's rain forecasted. Know if there's thunderstorms or snow showers showing up. It's not good to get trapped off in the wilderness by the weather. Inclement weather can pop up. We understand that. That happens from time to time. But plan. If you make sure ahead of time, check it before you go out the door. Everybody's got a cell phone in your pocket. Just look at it. You're going to see the weather. You're going to understand what to do. If you have to, postpone the hike. Don't just go off and expect everything to be perfect and it turn out horrible. I mean, you can go buy you a small backpack from a local store. 
Um, it doesn't have to be expensive. Just something to carry a few things in. You know, pick you up like a small little first aid kit. You want to make sure that you can carry some snacks. You want to be able to carry some water, stuff of that sort. It doesn't have to be a huge $800 hiking backpack. It's just something to carry stuff in. I've seen people out hiking with fanny packs on. I've seen people go out there with a small little, you know, Jansport bag they picked up from the local Walmart. Stuff like that works fine for a day hike. If you get where you want to go hiking bigger, longer trips, overnighters, then we'll talk about updating the equipment, you know, at a latter date. You don't need it to start with. Now, back onto the safety aspect for a little bit. Let's look into a first aid kit. We want to get a basic first aid kit. You can buy like a small little pouch one from the store, stuff like that. But there's a few things I would advise you to have in there. You know, a couple bandages, medications that you take on a needed basis. Try bandages are very helpful in case you have a problem arise, like a sprained ankle or something like that. But you can learn about that in your first aid class. One of the things that I make sure that I keep in mind is moleskin. Moleskin is very important if you ever get a blister. A blister will ruin your hike. It will make you hurt the entire time you're gone. Moleskin will kind of cover up and keep that friction area from rubbing and allow you to get back in case you do get a blister. Another important thing to have will be a map of the area and a compass. If you're going out into the wilderness, make sure that you have like a small map and a compass. Don't depend on having it up on your phone or this and that batteries die print it off what's it cost 10 cents you can buy a little what five six dollar compass from the store just need something so that way you can get a general idea of direction and know where you're going if you go to a state park or a national park a lot of times they'll have that same sheet where i was talking about difficulties ratings that'll be a fairly accurate map you can understand where you're going landmarks along the way if there's difficulty in terrain, sometimes those are marked out. Make sure you carry a way to find your way back home. Now, one thing that a lot of people do tend to forget on occasion is water. Water, water, water. Very important. you got to have water. If you don't take enough water with you, you end up thirsty. You end up dehydrated again. Just remember, even on small day hikes, the hotter the weather, the more water you need. Now, for me, I like to take a few snacks with me. Um, occasionally, I get hungry out on a hike or a walk or whatnot. But I'll need a little snack so I feel like I can get around, do better. So I feel happier about being out there. Small snacks like crackers or not a bag of potato chips. You want to look more into, like, healthy carbs. And for general purpose, most people need to take carbs with them because carbs are what you're burning. That's what you're going to need to get back up on your feet and get going back. Some folks will take beef jerky and stuff. I don't advise beef jerky. Take an apple. Take some crackers with peanut butter. Something of that sort. Those tend to be a little bit better for this situation. Now, another thing that I like to take out hiking with me is a hiking staff. Now, it's two or three inches taller than I am. You know, it's kind of just a regular old straight piece of wood that I found out there. But it's helpful. It gives you balance, gives you support. I do have a weak ankle. So if it starts hurting on me, at least I can take a little bit of the pressure off. But also, like, if you get into difficult terrain areas and stuff of that sort, then you might need the extra balance. A tripod is better than a bipod when it comes to stability. So that extra little stick helping you walk around through the woods can help you get back safer. 
Some other considerations you might want to include would be like a camera, a notepad, sketchbook, binoculars, voice recorder. There's a lot of things you can bring with you. Um, as you go through this process and start hiking more and more, you'll get comfortable with all the equipment that you'll want to bring with you, that you feel comfortable bringing out with you. Like I said, we want to keep it lightweight. We don't want to be out there just huffing a heavy load. You know, don't take your laptop and all that out there unless that is what you're going to do. If you're going out into nature and you want to record some stuff, by all means, go out and do it. But don't overdo yourself without justification. So on a few final notes, let's go over some other little tidbitty things, but they're fairly important. First thing you want to do is be prepared. Know what you're heading out into, plan ahead of time, and do what you can to make sure that everything goes well. Also, accept that Murphy may tag along. Yeah, most folks have heard of Murphy's Law. Murphy's everywhere. He loves us to show up and make you feel like, well, everything just went to mess. But if you are prepared ahead of time, most things can be overcome without an issue. Another thing we want to think about is the leave no trace setup. Leave no trace means that you take only pictures and leave only footprints. You always want to leave it better than you found it. If you're walking through there, hiking, and you see trash, pick it up and bring it back with you. Throw it in the trash can. Don't just leave it for the next person and expect them to get it. Not everybody does that. You will feel better for helping yourself, and you'll feel better for helping other people. And as always, guys, enjoy yourselves, take care of your surroundings, and let's get out there and make a few memories. See y'all.